everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Iconist Podcast. Always thank you for tuning in, and we're still going year two, going, getting closer to year three. As always, you know who I am. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Barry3D. Dark, deep, dark, and delicious. You know how it is. You've heard it over 100 episodes, and I'm not going to stop. As always, if you want to find where I'm going to be, check out Barry3D.com for any updates on this show, where I'm performing live, when I'm doing my live stand-up comedy, and all the people that tune in and give us some support. So thank you very much. As always, I can't do this show alone. No, no, no. And I won't do this show alone because why? I got my best friend. I got my cousin. I got my DJ. I got I, 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 the man, the myth, the legend. He's all over. But who am I talking about? The one and only. DJ Rod C. Good day. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you meet me at this time. Welcome to Iconis. Okay. Clear your show. Clear your show. Let's focus. Focus. Listen, we got a great show for you today. Um, listen, you know what? I'm Rod C. That's Barry 3D. You know, we say it every other week, every other day, every day, every hour. That's where we are. Welcome in. Okay, I've done my part. Great. Well, good. Oh, very simple. So you can find me at Barry3D.com. Rod, where can they find you and what are you up to, man? Oh, you can find me, listen, on the World Wide Web. As I always say, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can find me on Twitch. Dot tv forward slash dj rod c you can also find me on twit no sorry on the tick and the talk <laughs> the tick and the talk you can find me on tiktok at dj rod c one so there you are number one yeah that's it on. you can find me there reach me out have fun shout you back let's have some fun let's go let's do this I'm still working with my camera. So look, everyone, I got a new computer. So bear with me on that one. I'm very happy yeah. about it, but I'm still figuring it all out. Right. Uh, on top of that, well, I'm also part on threads, right? So if you want to find Barry 3D on threads, I'm on there. And also the Iconist podcast is on threads from, you know, through Instagram. It's going to be on every social media platform there is. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Each click helps us. And, you know, when you do that for us, so we really appreciate that. And before we get into our topics today, we got to do a round table. So first and foremost, we got to shout out the boys I like to roll with when we're doing comedy. We've got some shows coming up. As I always say, keep your calendars uh, closed. Keep an eye on the calendar and postings. And that's a touch of gray matter. That is myself, Barry 3D, along with Zalf Ali and Dave Sokolowski. We look for us. We're going to be out there. We're doing our things individually and we're doing our things together. Show's coming up soon, soon, soon. Keep an eye out for that. On top of that, too, always support the books because the books, the books support us. So if you're out at a comic book store, you want to find one to go to. If you're out in the Kitchener area, you got to check out Wow Comics with Wes and the rest of the guys. Tell them we said hi. And for our fans over in Montreal, please reach out and go over to Check Swings on the South Shore. Tell Trevor and the rest of the guys we said hi. They support this show. And we definitely support them. Also, on another note, Brandy Ford, the writer in The Wit, she's got her magazine, she's got, you know, that she comes out every month, and she's got her radio station. I've been on one of her episodes, we're going back. So she's got that, you know, throughout the week. Keep an eye out for that, click the link down below, support her, and let her know that, you know, you heard about her on the Iconist podcast. There's a lot of love to go around. Woo! And... Last but not least, we gotta go down to the man that makes us look so pretty and has been there with us for one. Right? If you need to do what we need to do, here we go. If you're watching this video on YouTube, and you can also listen to this video uh, wherever you get your podcast from. And our hosting site that we use is, uh, you know, Podbean. So if you look up iconis.podbean.com, that's what we use for our hosting site. Check them out. If you want to start doing a podcast yourself, I think that's the best way to go. And if you need a logo, templates, and all the other stuff that we do, there's only one man to talk to. Rod, who am I talking about? Jay Bird 
Digital Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. Mr. Jason Reese, thank you so much for all you do, mm. all you've done, and all you will be doing because we always reach out to you to get the work done. So there we go. Uh, and remember, if you mentioned that you heard about him here on the Iconist Podcast, he'll give you a discount on any work that needs to be done. Come on now. Life is short. Let's keep it going. Love it. Hoo ha. Got you all in check. Well, last week, yeah, yeah, I went bust the rhymes on it. Last week, we talked about Dazzler. Not about magic. And we said, hey, why not? It's all about family, like Vin Diesel likes to say, right? So we are now going to stick with this other family group. Now, the matriarch is Dazzler. Well, if we just talk about Dazzler, let's go down the family tree. And sometimes it wraps around, you'll see what I mean. So today's episode, we are talking about the one, the only, the Icon is who's the icon, Rod? Shadow Star. Shadow Star from you know New Mutants, X Force, mm. X Men, X World, whatever. That's why I got my X Men shirt on today. Rod's rocking his Marvel shirt. Here we go. It's all about Shatter Star, right? And why mm. Shatter Star? Once again, why not? You know, we talked about uh, Rocket Racer a little while before, and that was brought to us by one of the guys I was talking back and forth with. So I hope that you enjoyed that episode. And and everyone that supports it week after week after week after week. You know, Patrice, thank you for always reaching out, you know, and, and liking our videos. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. So here we are. We're going down into Shatterstar. Now, who's Shatterstar? Mm. We'll learn today. Uh Shatterstar made it first his first Shatterstar made his first appearance in issue number ninety-nine of the New Mutants. Now keep in mind that's a long run there that we had there, and that was a transition period into something coming its way so you know in the end of that new mutant run we had we got introduced to cable we got introduced right. to deadpool right we right. got introduced to Shatterstar. The, the team got a new dynamic because at this point the x-men were gone the expansion the expansion was destroyed they were living in the lower levels of the expansion where the training rooms were the, the danger room medical room the 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 bay for the blackbird because cable knew how to get into all this stuff and no one really questioned him at the time he just knew nobody asked until later on you found out that cable was the son of you know cyclops so that was history for him but sticking with family we talked about you know magic back then on a couple episodes back you know and the rasputin family and we're like okay well they're powerful but there's also other family members there and shatterstar is the one so Shatterstar was, as I said, brought in by issue number 99 of New Mutants, created by Rob Leefield. And, of course, I missed my notes. This is what we do. Fabian. Fabian. Akizia. Fabian Akizia. There he goes. So Rob Leefield and Fabian Akizia turned around, created Shatterstar. As I said, issue number 99 of the New Mutants. And and this is more of a recent creation. And I, and I, and I was very, very excited. And this was in March of 1991. So not that old like some of this other stuff we've talked about, but impactful. When I first saw Shatterstar, I mean, first of all, you look at him, you're like, mm, where do you come from? Mojo Worlds. Do you know Longshot? Do you know Longshot? Okay. Put a pin in that. We'll be Put right a pin back. in that. He came out and he had a white outfit with like, you know, a cape on the side, you know, uh, like a, a special kind of helmet. I'm not saying he was special, but I mean, a helmet that was special. So his hair was exposed. He had two swords. One sword had one blade. The other sword had dual blades on it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was like he was like he was like a Gillette Mach Three. 
Nice. Right, come on. Three blades, man. Gillette Mach 3 made for the cut. He wanted to get that close shave. And he was bred as a warrior. Now, he says he came from Mo- not Mojo World, but Mojo Verse. So, a little bit of a difference. He mentioned, like, do you know Longshot? And he kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, Longshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I know who he is. Yeah, I know who Longshot is. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. No, I know who Longshot is. Next uh, question. That, that's yeah, all. Next question, question, please. Like, anyway, next question, next question. Next question. So he was a genetically, a, genetically, a genetically engineered humanoid. He had the hollow bones like long shot, so that way it made him lighter. He was stronger, faster. He's almost like the Bionic Man. He has powers. So he was trained in the Gladiator pits. Picture the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. That's what he grew up in. Right? From a young kid growing up in that, learning all different types of combat scenarios. He was also extremely smart. Like He he was genetically engineered, so he picked up on languages and technology really quick, which was, you know, uh, would help his cause. Like He was bred as the ultimate warrior. No pun intended to ultimate warrior from WWF days, right? Okay, then, all right. You know, he had one, you know, his left eye had like a star thing branded on top of it. And we didn't know much about him. He didn't speak much. He just came out. He said he was the ultimate warrior. He's there. He was trying to come through to our dimension to recruit the X-Men to take them back to fight Mojo in that time period. What we learned is he's from the he's from Longshot's future by 100 years. So I don't know if time passed differently or whatever, but we'll explain what happened. So this is who, you know, Shatterstar was. Now, when Shatterstar came in, Shatterstar was swing first, ask questions later. He was all about the honorable combat because he was raised in a gladi- gladiator environment. He didn't take low shots. He didn't take cheap shots on people. He fought as a true warrior. Looked younger than he was. So he looked like a teenager, but he was a little bit older. And people found him, of course, good looking like they did his dad. You know, or as I say, his dad, because we talked about that in the Dazzler episode. But when I say put a pin in it, so he goes on, he joins them. And then the team changes, you know, in issue 100, there's New Mutants final issue. And then we got issue one of X-Force. And that was when Cannonball, and there was a change to Cannonball, you know, being led by Cable. Um, uh, Boom Boom was on the team. Uh, Wolfsbane was on the, was it Wolfsbane? No, it wasn't Wolfsbane, it was Feral. Feral was on the team. Feral, Feral, yep. Yeah, uh, of course, Shatterstar. He, Richter was on the team, you know, Sunspot was, was on the team. So, you know, and they were almost um, the black ops version of anyone in the X-Men out of the, the X teams. Like Cable's logic is, Hey, we know there's villains out there. Let's get them before they get us. This is a straightforward general. just basically saying, listen, I'm not going to wait for the enemy to pack me. I know you're out there in the bushes. I'm coming for you. Don't worry about it. I'm coming for you. And uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the best way of looking. X-Factor was the Black Ops of, yeah. of X-Men. Because again, because in reality, we, we, we all know Xavier's you know, viewpoint was the mission was to co- coexist with humans. X-Factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cable didn't have that because, and that's, and that's where it fits in well because, as I said, he took a ragtag bunch put them together and formed a unit. And where Xavier had the dream of coexisting, Cable came from a future where he was oppressed and he was fighting back. He was angry. He was fighting back and and didn't want mutants to go through that persecution. So the team that he had 
at this point, they were all fed up. The one who still had the ideals was Cannonball. But right away, Shatterstar is like, all right, you guys are the X-Men. Are you guys willing to fight? You know, and, and Cable says, look, you join our cause and we'll help you out down the road. And he was like, okay, cool. No problem. On it. And that's why he joined X-Force, because he was running away to find people to help him fight against Mojo. You got to deal with what you got to deal with. As the time goes on, you know, there was other adventures. And we and I know what you're going to say, yeah, we've seen Shatterstar on the live screen. But even though in Deadpool 2, his role was so... And it was... It wasn't Shatterstar. He looked like Shatterstar. He wouldn't be, Shatterstar wasn't that cocky. Right? And then they, they killed him off pretty much right away. 100%. Like Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know what? Putting a pin in the part of him being cocky. Yeah. The Shatterstar was the ultimate warrior. When you think of a warrior in these times, you know, you think back, you're thinking like a samurai. You're thinking of a, an yes. assassin. You're thinking of a general person who speaks in order, who's just monotone and who's just very articulate to say right to the point what he says. I'm not saying more. I'm not saying less. Whatever words I said was enough for you to understand the job's going to be done. I don't have to say it twice. Don't make me have to say it twice. That's the mentality. That's the that's the appearance and the, the imagery that Rob and Fabian put through to us with Shadowstar. And I took that completely straight. And I will agree that with the Deadpool 2 movie, um, yeah, he was he was very more cocky, very more self, you know, sure of himself in that regard. But right, exactly. Let Shadowstar that we know from he Shadowstar knew what he can do. So he he was he he knew that he was a warrior. He was he was like we said it earlier. He was born and bred for combat. This is the he type was, of individual that you, this is the type of person you want as your second in command in that regard with cable, you'll have Shadow Star, you know stuff is getting done. Yeah, exactly. That's where it came down to. So you know, I like that Shatterstar was a new character that was created. He was a more recent character and, and the impression of the excitement that was all around Rob Leefield doing a new book, X Factor uh, X Force. You know, we've had our X Factors, we've had our X Men, of course, the Golden Blue team and 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 and, and the fact that they were gonna be a preemptive strike force in that, and that's how he he led them. It was nice to have that. In the in the 90s, everything got edgy, right? WWE, you know, was, was you know, wasn't WWF, was WWE was the attitude era. And that reflected in a lot of people's mentality. They wanted to see, you know, the heroes and stories a lot more edgier. And DC did deliver. DC delivered, Marvel delivered, Image delivered. They gave us more of these edge. So this is pre-image, but they gave us more of the edgier version of the characters we know. You know, in that time frame, we've gotten, and I don't don't quote me, but I mean, that's where we got the Dark Knight Returns and Batman more edgier and the Justice League got more edgier and the X-Men, the same thing. So we were getting more edgier heroes, more, you know, we as fans who grew up with the books, when we got up, got older, we're like, oh, okay, we want to see our heroes mature. We want to see things a little bit more, you know, not so much bubblegum. And Shatterstar fit that role. When he came through, of course, Rob Leafield drew him with a lot of pouches. Cool with that. The look was awesome. Pouches were in. I just want to know what was in all those pouches. But as a warrior, you're going to be uh, having a lot of fair, things fair. in there. Now, I don't know what was in his pouches, but it was all cool to me. His skill set off the chain. You know, when, in, when, you know, you, when they drew, for example, the extinction, uh, executioner song, that storyline and it, the 
X-Men and X-Factor were hunting down um, X-Force at the time because they believed that Cable tried to assassinate Charles Xavier. And Bishop and Wolverine kind of team up, and they're going down after X-Force, and they got to cross swords literally with with uh, Shatterstar. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, we can't do this. He's like, I got this. He, he didn't fear nobody. Didn't hesitate. Didn't hesitate. No, no, he was ready for the fight. He always wanted yeah. to test his, his, you know, himself against Wolverine, right? Against Bishop, against those characters. Yeah. So sticking with Shatterstar, that, that was it. And now he also has a power. So at one point, as the stories have gone on, there was very little known about the character. He's one of them. Uh, he was an enigma. He was the, you know, you could tell he was that, that archetype like Wolverine. He was a fighter. He was a warrior. He was almost a killer on there. No qualms about it. This is how he was raised. You and I, I this is a, a cool character, but you didn't know much about him. As time goes on, you learn more that at one point he's in a fight and he, he uses his sword, and you're not sure where the power came from. Where this 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 energy blast comes from the sword, it was a light blast that comes out from the sword. You realize that was generated by him, channeled through his sword, and he used it. But he doesn't use it often because one, he didn't see it as an honorable way to fight, and two, using the power drains him. But then his eye glows when it happened. You're like, okay, I'm getting still feels from long shot. So as time goes on, you realize that he's been distanced himself from emotion. And he was one of the earlier time leading up to it. One of the earliest LBGTQ plus plus, um, you know, characters we had and polyamorous, meaning he doesn't, you know, he was fine from where he came from to date a man, to date a woman, and date them both at the same time. And not in the sense of doing it behind anyone's back, but believing in that kind of free love. That's how he was raised. That's his beliefs. That's how the character was. So I think that was still ahead of its time for for now. You know, a lot of people looking back saying, well, we need to have more of these characters visible. He's right there. Mm-hmm. They, they countered that right away. So he was one of the earlier ones. And he had a relationship with Richter. And on, on, on almost an ongoing, long-term relationship with Richter from, the, you know, uh, New War, you know, like New Mutants or X-Force or whatever you want to call it, join X-Men. And they're still around up to now, even though they've not, they're not together anymore. Interesting thing is, so, you know, uh, I think one of the issues I liked is one that was drawn by uh, Todd McFarlane, where Todd was doing the Spider-Man run, and they crossed over with X, uh, X-Force. And you had to read the book sideways. And they, and they were fighting, you know, Juggernaut and Black Tom. Juggernaut shows up. First person that jumps into the fight, Shatterstar. No, no, no qualms about it. First no person qualms. jumps in, Shatterstar. Boy, crazy. Let That's me at him, coach. Let me at him, coach. Right? Right? You're like, who wants to go in? Who wants to volunteer? Shatterstar's already running in. Right. So with that, sorry, go ahead, Rod. No, no, no. I, I was just saying, it just you know, it's just a, it's just the envision of basically he comes to battle and he's just basically he's not waiting for technically permission. He's not waiting to consider anything. While people are just taking a, a note to, hmm, let me assess the situation. He's already in. Swords drawn, you know, biohazard in, just going in and just taking people's lives out. Biohazard. Wow. Laser Quest, here we come again. Wow. Sorry. Classic. That was his nickname. All right. So, yeah, you're right. So, he goes through there. 
So let's get into the juice of the matter, right? We all know, and I said before, that we find out that about his sexuality. Then we also find out around the same time or a little before that, that he, as I said, he's 100 years in the future from when Longshot was there. But then it gets really wonky because you find out you had this one guy named uh, Arise, right? Arise, however you want to pronounce his name. Um, people in Mojo's world, they didn't become with, they didn't, weren't born with uh, skeletons. He worked on a way to give them ways so they can walk upright and move. They took over and then they had the humanoids that were there that would, they would use as slave labor. And their whole world is based on entertainment, like way more so than us. That's all it is. Mm. So how you are, you know, ruling your sector is because you have the highest ratings on Mojo Vision. If your ratings go down, you lose power, you're out. It's almost like reality TV today. 100%. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah, right. So if CBS was in Mojo World with the, you know, and then, and, and, I don't know, CFC, CTV and all that, they'd be battling for ratings and there'd be a Mojo persona in those and we'd be all just puppets for them trying to guess, kind of get those ratings. So he's from 100 years in the future. So, a, 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 you know, this whole reason why I mentioned uh, Ariz, he turned around and what the story was is you find out later on that, yes, Shatterstar is the son, the biological son of Longshot and Dazzler from the X-Men that we talked about last time. And I said at one point, and I'll correct myself. So I said, well, last time we talked about Dazzler, I said they went with that origin and they kind of changed it. Correction, he is a biological son of both of them. But at one point, there's a mission that they were on Mojo World and they were kind of digitized. So Cable and Shatterstar were there. They get digitized. They get put in like a program, like a video game, almost like figure a Tron situation in Mojo World. Mm -hmm. Shatterstar gets like mortally wounded. Spiral, who's like a magic user in that world, turns around, puts him back in their real bodies, brings him back to Earth. And then to help them recover, he meets up with a mutant who, when his powers develop, he was in a coma. And she kind of linked the two of them together, you know, so Shatterstar can heal. And then what happened was their bodies physically merged. Now, we never know what Benjamin, and that's this guy, the guy's name is, his name is Benjamin. Benjamin, when his power manifested, he went into a coma. So we don't know what Benjamin's power is. What you can see from Shatterstar, it didn't change anything from him. But after that, Shatterstar was able to teleport but he needed what you call an anchor. So he would have to know somebody, have a connection with somebody and be able to know, kind of figure where they are, what they're looking at, and then teleport himself over to them. But he always had to do it outdoors. He couldn't do it inside of a building because it could cause explosions. Every time he teleported, it, it formed like a giant, so to speak, that portal that he would make was a form of an X and he would go through. So that was the only thing we saw of it. Maybe there's more powers. They never really explored it. So once again, meat on the bone. With that, you see that, as I said, he's a biological kid of, you know, Dazzler and Longshot. But he's also his own grandfather. Because there's a lot of mind-wiping going back and forth here. So I'm not sure where Marvel was going with that. So sometimes I, I, I said, I love a Marvel. And I'm sometimes like, huh? And this is one of those moments where I'm like, huh? Because, yeah, Shatterstar goes through. He's in that dimension. He comes, we'll get the X-Men. He goes back. Then he gets kidnapped by Reese. Reese turns around 
and makes a clone of him, and that clone is Longshot. So then Shatterstar escapes. I know there's a pause. Shatterstar escapes, frees, um, you know, Longshot, kind of wipes his memory, shot, you know, and then he sees, you know, Longshot and Dazzler get together. Fine, he's there, part of that. He sees them during his time travel because he's a time traveler in the Mojoverse. That Dazzler is giving birth to him. He's a grown man seeing himself being born by his mom, you know, and she's like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, Yeah, mine wipes her. So she forgets hmm. that she's looking at her adult son while having that, that son as an infant and, and long shot. And then, of course, he, you know, get, travels back to his time. So this is why he's. Tr- you know, goes back to the 100 years in the future. So he really comes from the future to the present day, goes back in, gets kidnapped, gets cloned, which is his dad. So it's the clone that's made from him is Longshot. Longshot gets together with Dazzler, have Shatterstar. He comes in, sees it, helps birth himself, mind wipes his parent, and then travels back to the future with his younger self. So the story plays out. He he almost makes his own circle. Like, I'm looking at this, and I don't think it is. Dun, 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 dun. I'm thinking the original Terminator with Kyle Reese travels back. And yeah. 100 percent Uh the time continuum is, is completely warped at that particular point. And like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh it's looking like Star Trek, you know, having all the time five agents coming out and agent comes to the like that. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. But right? It's it's thank you, Marvel. They make their own. They before the before the TVA. Now we understand what the TVA is needed. I was gonna get to that. Yeah, it's, it's the time variant. Holy, uh, hilarious. I don't know. And I said, so I see. So this is where I think what he lost me on was okay. He's got to merge with this guy Benjamin, and then you don't see what other powers he gets. And then that whole time loop that he's long shots. Like, you know, long shots clone from him, but long shot is his father, father. and then he takes the baby. When he gets born, mind wipes his parents so they forget it, goes 100 years in the future so he can get raised to repeat it once again. It's like a vicious circle. Like I think a lot of elements remind me, I said, it reminded me of Terminator with Kyle Reese. It reminds me of Starhawk, the original member of Guardians of the Galaxy. The mm. one who knows. And you always think, oh, well, why does he know? Does he have cosmic awareness? And he's like, and every time Starhawk's like, no, I don't have cosmic awareness. It just, I know. How do you know? Don't worry about it. I know. And Starhawk would always know, Sakaar would always know where he needed to be. Why? Because he was always reliving his life. So every time he got to a point in his life where his consciousness had to get projected back in the past, his mind was projected back to his younger self. So even though he was an infant, he had his thoughts and and ideas and all his memories from his whole life as an adult. So everyone's like, hey, this kid looks like he has common sense. He, he looks like he knows something. And that kid like, yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. wait till 2.35 to remember to do this. I got to do this at 3 o'clock. And do this. so this way he would never cause the events because he remembered everything. If you go back in the past and say, all right, you have to relive your day the exact same way without changing anything. He right. just had a great memory and just did everything. He knew where to show up. Who was going to show up at a certain time? Like he would tell the guardians, "Hey, man, we have to be on this planet at this time on this date." Why? Don't worry about it. Heed the word of the one who knows. Right. You know what? I just had a mental flashback and to show how old I am. Just thinking, I think it's Bill and Ted's Adventure Number Two. Uh, the second one, 
when they had to go back in time and and Bill had to make sure that he had the garbage out by a certain place so he can fall into it and move his dad's keys and whatever the case to be so it can all fall into place. I'm like, Bill and Ted. Yeah, exactly what it was. So that that was the, the you know it's a mind so to speak it made my mind pop but that's how it came down that he went back so he's a he's a clone of his father got himself took himself in the future so i mean i got i said terminator vibes starhawk vibes cable vibes this this mm-hmm. is why i think him and cable got along because same thing with cable right 100%. cable was born as nathan his his sister came from the future took him years in the future to raise him because he had the techno virus uh, that's where he got raised. Strife got raised, and then he comes back, and he's actually older than his biological father when he time travels, and that's when we get Cable. And he comes, he left as Nathan Summers, and came back as Nathan Dayspring. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, you know, and, and then he's older than his dad, and he's even older than his grandfather, which is Corsair. Hilarious. Time travel hurts that my head. Ouch. And he okay. had to do things a certain way for it to play out. So when 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 it's in a way, and then of course when Nathan was in the future, there's a whole mini series called um you know Cyclops and, and 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 Phoenix, but they went by the names of Slim and Red because they traveled to travel to the future to raise Nathan for a little bit. Yeah. All right, back to Shatterstar. Just just mind freeze. Oh, okay, a lot of jumping. Back to Shatterstar. Okay. Right. <laughs> Okay, here's here's what I got to say about this, man. Love Shatterstar. Mm-hmm. That doesn't deter me at all. I think maybe it needs a little bit of cleanup. I get what they're trying to do to a certain degree. I like the fact that, okay, as I stand corrected, that he is the biological son of Dazzler and Longshot. Can't, can't, is there more do it than that and i how they're writing him right now how we started and how they're writing him i mean right now currently he's the x-men he's on kokoa he's a streaming star right internet streaming star and, and, and you don't see him with the, the, the swords anymore he's just got a boots and a jacket and you know and shorts and i'm okay no i, I want back more of the classic Shatterstar. give me that give me back his original outfit some of the outfits he had after his original Appearance where he had the jacket and the black and white. I was like, okay, but I still want his original appearance. I think that really one that stuck out for me. It, it wasn't broke. No need to change it. Not all change is good. Yeah, I mean the the look the look was giving me kind of like a gambit type of look, type of scenario. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we already have gambit, so we don't need two gambits in retirement. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. I I would say for me, Shadowstar definitely is a character who, as you said, has meat on the bone. There's a lot of stuff that we can dig into on that and we can just pull back the different layers. Just a story alone of his own upbringing, his connection to the Xavier world in that sense is is is, is priceless. I mean, you can definitely spin off from that. Seeing that he already came, you know, as we said earlier, character was already brought to life in Deadpool 2. Um, yes, that character, I mean, that representation wasn't what we would have liked for Shatterstar. Uh, I, I would like to see him come in. If they ever decide to breathe life into a cable spinoff of some sort, this is perfect as 
as as Deadpool was naming his his team, was X Force X Factor. Now 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 I just went. Now he called it X Force. He called it X Force, right? Right, perfect. Yeah. So he went X Force. So Cable comes in now and creates that, and we've already we have a good enough team there that you can you have Cable, you have Domino, you know, you bring Shadow Star right there. Listen, we put Deadpool on there, you know, and, and just kind of like spin off from there. But anyway, that, I digress. I say oh, you're right, Star, you're right. But but yeah, but I was like, Shadow Star could actually fit into this universe, and as we're we're expecting to see the reveal of Deadpool three and how he's going to, you know, how now is going to merge the universes together after that. Perfect. It'd be the perfect, perfect time to try to bring him in. And of just, course, you know, because just because he's dead in one universe doesn't mean he's dead in another one. That's exactly Even it. in the comic book, right? Shatterstar gets taken over to another world where he's, his self is dead. Like the Shatterstar of that world is dead, but he's still alive. Mm. So, we can go with that. So here, here's my thing. I know right now they're doing Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3 is supposed to be the introduction to the mutants into the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe. This is what everyone's been waiting to see. We know that it's coming. We we know certain people have been brought back. So we know, for example, you no, know, Hugh Jackman was dressing in the yellow and blue Wolverine costume. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. We've been waiting a long time for it. Some fans don't like it. Some do. I'm on the one that I do like it. Give me at least that. I know a lot of them say you shouldn't come back after Logan, but keep in mind, this is now taking place before Logan. You know, right. and it's going to be dealing with probably Deadpool bouncing back and forth through different realities. So one, I like that. We know uh, Jennifer Garner is coming back playing Electra. How big of a role is she going to have? Don't know, but she's playing Electra. Right. So I can see what they're trying to do is they're taking properties that they Disney now owned and they're trying to solidify it into one timeline instead of like dc who has matt reeves batman and then ben affleck batman and right. you know 89 batman all in different, different universes that no no put it in one let's let's keep it going uh, right. so good with that so if they want to bring back shatterstar they can bring back shatterstar the only thing i would ask is the classic costume give me the original costume not the one that um the actor wore during the movie which is it's still mm-hmm. based off his look but i still want the original one right give me more of that whole storyline now, I know we talked last time a lot about Dazzler and how we can incorporate certain characters and what we'd like to see. If Dazzler had her own series, I still think Shatterstar would be great in a miniseries. And here's my, that's my two cents. I, if I had to go, you know, um, with a couple of theories, here we, you know, I'll say this. Shatterstar to me could be, I can see Shatterstar as a cartoon. Give me like a, a, a one shot. Marvel direct to you know video cartoon on Shatterstar kind about his life and from him growing up because we don't get much of his backstory we only hear it but let's visualize some of that let's see who some of the key people were in his life growing up and give me it in the three chapters one young Shatterstar two you know in and out sometimes with X Factor in the back I'm sorry X Force in the background but see it from Shatterstar's perspective some maybe his memorable fights. And then bring him back to the future where he wraps up in chapter three. You find out that he is, um, you know, the son of Dazzler and Longshot. That Longshot is a clone of him. How he turned around and, and did that last battle where there was uh, uh, a Reese got his younger self, took his younger self to the future, and who he gave his younger self to to train him in a certain way to kind of keep that loop going. And the beauty about this is because of the TVA and Loki, you can actually bring the TVA in here 
to put it all together. So that's that's you know how I would like to see it. And then of course, bring in like live action. Right? I think we need a Shatterstar. You know, once again, I've gone with this idea. Give me a Marvel's Presents. So if you put it under a Marvel's Presents, you know it's a one-shot thing. Mm-hmm. Give me a cartoon on Shatterstar. Uh, and then, you know, do it that way. And, of course, count on the key points, but it really has to focus at points with Logshot and Dazzler. That's that's what you said. What, what are you thinking there, Rod? Listen, I'm thinking along the same line. Um, to get the the full effect of the actions that long uh, that, sorry that shadow star will bring mm-hmm. to the screen to me he has to be anim- it has to be cartoon has to be animated in that regard um to be able to one show the show the life and you know growing up as a, a warrior in a gladiator type form being able to transport himself in time fighting with you know the X-Men in the beginning, just to, you know, when he gets there, beginning, then realizing, okay, you're worthy to come back to me. Just making sure the history is right. You are worthy to go back in the future to help me with my issue. Um, I want that type of, I want that character that who who's hollow-boned, who is an ace uh, acrobatic, who has the ability yes. to just jump around, whatever the case be, as soon as he touch, you know, is giving you, then it's going to start giving that anime that manga type yes. of visuals. That's what, to me, when I think of Shadowstar, I'm like, I'm looking at that particular range. So that's, that's what I would say, you know, the bleach, the, you know, the, uh, just, you know, just throwing some anime out, out there, but that's the, that's the type of visual, visual that I want. So yeah, yeah, give it, give me a, give me a mini series on that as well. Like Ninja scroll and stuff like that. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, would I want um, a, a live? I think I would only want a live after the fact of doing the, doing the, the anime. The anime gives yeah. me the meat of what his history and everything like that. So when do we alive? Everybody already knows who is this guy. What's this all about? You can go back to the anime, and then we can get we can get our full of of all the information from there. So when we see him live, now we know he's going to be uh, a second character on there working off of someone else, I now have the ability to say, okay, I know, I know what your skill set is. I know what you can do. And then you realize, okay, well, in live action, he may not be able to do all the acrobatics as I would like, right. but I know I already have seen it. So I'm not going to be, I will, I know what to expect in the live action. But if it was only that, then I'd be like saying, I want to see more. You, yeah, you know, you I so think it's still do it depending who they cast for it and all that, but I, well, I get what you're saying. You know, but the majority I would of stuff I want to do, see that. Yeah. I don't want to take it. I'm still stuck standing with how <laughs> I, we want it. I, you know, I want it Dazzler to be. I think Shatterstar with enough um, would be, as I said, Marvel Presents, give me the cartoon, and yeah. I'm always about unifying. So the the guy Hoover would, you know, would play Shatterstar, maybe live action. So let's say they do finally bring the X-Men over. And even if Shatterstar is in the background, it's a big X-Men event they're going to lead to. And I think bringing the X-Men over first is one big event. And then they, they have big storylines they can do for the X-Men. I'll have yeah. Shatterstar there. I mean, if Cable is there, Shatterstar can be there. Give me proper X-Force, you know, uh, without Deadpool. We don't need Deadpool for X-Force. X Force, let's wait. You got Cable that's a time traveler. You got Shatterstar that's a time traveler. You can even slip in Bishop that we've talked about before, who's a time traveler. And then that can be uh, looped in with a TV. So 
That that's my two cents. Now, who would you want to see play the voice or be Shatterstar? Matt, here's a question. Now we're gonna fan cast this. Well, you know what? I want to I want to keep it unified in the sense that we don't we recently have had uh, someone to you know to play the you know the live action. So Louis Tan, he played the live action in Deadpool too. All I would like to do is just for them to rewrite his character so he's portrayed differently. That's it. So don't come with the don't come with the the the, the, the cocky type of you know attitude when he's speaking, but come with the militant type of yes. warrior type. I would just leave it as Lewis because he's right there. Because basically, if you now come over, if we're you know we're gonna say now you're gonna be another multi universe type of you know Shatterstar. Okay, great. Now the difference between the Deadpool movie one and this one, you'll see he's more of the warrior. We'll just keep him the same. It's the same. It's the same actor. So I wouldn't mind him doing the voiceover. Just keep, you know, keep cutting the checks for him. Just have yep. him. He's an actor. So I'm sure he could just be able to say, okay, I need you to be more militant in your, in your, your speech pattern. I need you to be more of that type of individual to, to show commanding conversation that people basically won't second guess anytime you speak. You'd be like, but, but you know what? He has two let blades. Me, let me check myself before I wreck myself. One hundred and ten percent. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that no, we're gonna do. No. All right. Cool. Walk away. Do what he <laughs> says. Walk away. Yeah. Do what he says and walk away. I'm from a town. Yeah. Mess around and find out. Right. Exactly. And I mm. agree with you a hundred percent on this. So I know a lot of times we're not trying to cheap it, uh, cheap out on this one. But I agree with it. Louis Louis Tan, keep him as Shatterstar. He's got a martial arts background. He's already played the character. Uh, as I said, give him more of the militant side. And now, hear me out fully. Why keep him? Well, one, he was already cast as Shatterstar. He played Shatterstar. If we're taking someone from a different dimension, they will still look the same 100%. with slight differences. The slight difference would be the costume and the color mm-hmm. of hair. In Deadpool, they made it more red. Red, yeah. In, you know, when you bring him back, it should be more of a strawberry blonde or right, that's his hair color. Wasn't red like how they had it. So, original costume, closer to his original uh, hair color, mm-hmm. same actor. That way, there's no, you know, if you see someone's like, oh, oh um, I'm Shatterstar from Earth, uh, you know, Mojoverse, this, this universe. Like, if we have Earth 616 and you have other people from different Earth, then fine. We, we lost Shatterstar of maybe the Earth that, you know, Deadpool comes from, but now him going and mm-hmm. seeing Shatterstar on a different Earth. It's right. going to be the same actor. There's nothing. There's no stretch to need from the imagination. It's not to say Shatterstar on one Earth is how he looks, and then Shatterstar on another Earth is a short, stocky black guy, or a tall ginger, 100%. or uh, a Shatterstar is a female. You know, I, I, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that to me, that would be it. It's like okay, when I saw the the, the movie Kang, you saw different versions of Kang, but they were all generally portrayed by the same actor. And the scenario I would say is the only reason you would think of doing that, changing the actor, mm-hmm. if the actor no longer who say I'm not acting anymore, if it's in the time frame, same time frame, or if it's, you know, from a character or a, a show that are years past, well, you know what? You're not capable to do it now. We're going to have right. to get another actor to replace, but he can still do it right now. So he's still he's still in his prime that he can handle that 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 absolutely. Look up the pictures of him right now. He's this man is cut. He's still young. He's a martial artist. He's still in shape. He's got the skill. 
100%. go and 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 I'm, I mean, come on, you're gonna go to him and say, "Hey, we're gonna give you a bigger part. We want you to do the voice of the character you played, and then we're gonna cast you in a live action, and we're gonna give you a bigger role than you had in the previous movie." Here's your check. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Right. He didn't have a problem playing the character the first time, and he promoted the hell out of it that he was playing Shatterstar the first time. So this time right. around, I think Lewis Tan would be all over that. I'm with it. That's my two cents. Here's my two cents as well. We got four cents up in here, people. Ooh, yeah, no, by the time we paid the tax on that, we left with a, a cent and uh, a half. <laughs> yeah, that's Interest right. rates that's are going right. up, dude. Tell you. Yeah, well... This one is a short one, but a sweet one. We wanted to talk about Shatterstar. We 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 mm-hmm. like it. Thank you very much for the creation of this. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. Sometimes they're long, sometimes they're short, and that's okay. And and I said Shatterstar, you know, you got to read the original issues that he showed up in. So go back, check out, you know, X Force. Sorry, check out New Mutants number ninety nine, and New Mutants number one hundred, and then read the first ten issues of X Force uh, with the original run. I'm talking. And also mm-hmm. get that crossover when a crossover with Spider-Man when Todd McFarlane was doing it because it started with one issue and then it crossed over into that issue of Spider-Man. So that was a two-parter with the juggernaut of Black Tom Cassidy. And you find out more stuff there. I think that is priceless. The fact that, you know, and of course you got to read the books where, you know, long shot, you know, further in the future and you find out more of that history. It's a little bit convoluted. Sometimes you go, uh, but overall, this character needs a lot more. As Birdman would say, put some respect on his name. Makes sense. There you go. There you go. Any last words, Rod? Ah, uh, listen. You know what? Appreciate everyone coming through. Listen. Make sure that you, if you like what you hear, please make sure you hit like and subscribe in the appropriate areas and share it with your friends. Let everybody know that we're out here. Shadow Star is a great character. Uh, you can hear the passion. You can hear what we like about him. Uh, hopefully you you fell in love and you 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 piqued your interest to go and you know go to your local books store. Find you know, find the comics, read up on them, get some more info on them, you know, and just fall in love with the character. You'll you'll be pleasantly surprised and happy that you did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would cosplay as him in a minute if I had his powers. All right, cool. Well, on that note, thank you everyone for tuning in. This has been the Iconist Podcast. This has been another episode. We got more coming back. I know I've kind of missed the week. We are going to make sure we're coming out weekly. Don't worry about it. I just kind of was having too much of a good time. On that note, my name is Barry 3D. As always, I'm sitting here with Rod C. Let's go. And we will see you next time. And on that note, remember, this whole world was made by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. We out. Ninja! 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 Okay, okay.